Feeling lost? Not sure about who you are or what you should be doing next? Stay tuned. That's what we're talking about today. Hi, everybody. I'm Heather Gray, a mindset coach over at choosetohaveitall.com. And I've started a conversation with you guys this week about identifying who you are, how you want to move through the world, and what your goals are, and the steps you need to take to get there. Admittedly, the conversation's been a little frenetic, disorganized, and maybe even a little discombobulated. I didn't plan all of this, right? And that's what I was talking to you guys about yesterday, that this is a show and a conversation that I started entirely spontaneously. I just decided to say yes and decide what happens next. So when you start conversations that way and you're all over the place, sometimes you leave people confused. And that's the feedback I've been getting over the past 24 to 48 hours as I start talking to all of you about discovering who you are and how you move through the world and what you want to do next. And I'm learning from each of you that some people are simply feeling lost, that they've gotten so disconnected from who they are or how they want their lives to be or where they want to go next that they simply don't know what to do. And then when they try to stop and get still with themselves and figure that answer out, the noisy space of friends and family with opinions, the social media news feeds, the um, community responses all around them are making them entirely unsure of how they're going to find any possible direction. And I have some ideas, and that's what I'd like to continue with today. As soon as you realize you're lost and you don't know how you got here, the self-deprecating thoughts sort of take over, right? How did I get here? How have I become this person who doesn't know who he or she is? How have I built a life where I can't identify myself or know who I am when I look in a mirror? And those types of thoughts take you down a rabbit hole that leads nowhere good. We could pick apart how you got here if you want to call in, tell me your individual story. You know, I'm a therapist with 10 years experience in private practice. I could probably help you figure it out, but it's actually not the right question. The right question is, when was the last time you censored yourself? When was the last time you should have said yes, but you denied yourself an opportunity? Or you said yes when you really should have said no because it wasn't what you wanted and it wasn't what was going to serve you best. When was the last time you had an idea and you didn't pursue it because someone said, oh, it'll never work, or you just simply immediately thought to yourself that it would never work and you never took the time to test the theory or to ask around or get information or try to figure it out? The best way to start finding yourself is to ask yourself the last time you said no to yourself and to see where you can hit the rewind button on that, where you can have an undo moment and do it over and find a new path and chart a new direction. When you start to look at all of the ways you've deprived yourself of the things you've wanted for yourself, the things you've hoped for yourself, the times you've um, sort of put off goals and things that you had hoped to achieve by a certain point and you put those goals on hold for something else that's sitting in front of you more immediate, that's how you got lost. That's how you stopped finding your way. And if you want to immediately start to figure out who you are, the first question you should ask is, when was the last time I censored myself? And if I wouldn't have censored myself, how would that ending have turned out differently? 
Step two is take an inventory of where you've been. So often we get caught up in lives, right? Like things just simply get busy and we say yes in the moment to things we shouldn't have said yes to and life happens and we have amazing moments and milestones and then we have heartbreaking, crushing defeat and it becomes one thing after another and our lives sometimes run at a ridiculous frenetic pace that leave us just looking for the time when we can unplug, numb out, and disconnect. But sometimes when life happens, when things have happened back to back, even if it's good, we haven't taken the time to check in with ourselves, to say, since the last time I felt like I was really clear on knowing myself, the last time I felt like I knew who I was and what I was about was when, and then you fill in the blank, and taken inventory of what's happened in your life since the last time you did that check-in. What are the wins? What are the losses? What are the hurts? And what are the joys? And take a moment to like just take a walk and think quietly to yourself, to sit and journal if you're the journaling kind, to update a friend and to hear yourself tell yourself your story out loud, but to see how these experiences have changed you, shifted your point of view, altered the path that you thought you would be on, just take a moment or two or three or four and update yourself on you. Who are you now? How do you think? What do you believe? What do you wish now that life has handed you these series of events? This is right around the time the hater in your head starts showing up because you realize there were paths you could have taken and didn't. There were moments that you really wanted to succeed, but you somehow failed yourself. Chances you didn't take. Opportunities that you just passed by and you thought it was only momentarily, but you never went back to it. And then other times, another voice that isn't your own starts popping through your head. And it's all of the reasons why you can't, why it wouldn't work, who are you to start thinking these things. And sometimes that hater in your head and the voice isn't your own. Sometimes it's that of our family uh, from childhood and um, old stories that like have just existed inside since what feels like the beginning of time. Sometimes it's the pressure of the social, you know, interactions that we have and cultural beliefs. But when you look at paths you didn't take and the noise in your head about it, whose voice are you hearing? Who Whose sort of argument are you railing and rallying against? Who are you fighting as you try to check in and build this brand new you? Because when you don't know the enemy, when you don't know what it is you're battling, you end up caught in the fight sometimes. And then you just get stuck in that conflict and arguing back. And it's like you sit and spin and sit and spin and you never move to a new direction. But when you can start to break 
break apart where the voices are coming from. Those are that are coming from you and how do you make peace with that? Those that are coming from outside people who may simply be threatened or challenged by your change process and other people who simply don't understand. But when you can get really clear on where the noise is coming from, you can start to sort it out a little bit differently and you can decide who you want to be in that noisy space. But until you like recognize what the noise is and where it's coming from, sometimes you just get stuck listening to it. Then you can't be afraid to be really still with yourself and to listen to the quiet. We can't find out the direction we're supposed to be in, the place in life we're supposed to be, or anything that happens next if we're running from the silence, if we're afraid of what we're going to find out, if we fear the answer, because it's in the silent moment of checking in with ourselves, of asking ourselves, who am I? What do I want to be my, what do I want my life to be like? And how do I want to move through the world? Those are big questions that we can't just grapple with in a single podcast interview or discussion. It's just one moment, but it's one moment that will become another moment that leads to another moment of questioning yourself of, am I living a life that feels consistent with who I am and who I want to be? Is this how I want to move through the world? If I was already the person I wanted to be, what would that person be doing right now? And how close to that person? person and that life am I? And then when you get caught up in decision making and you're not sure what to do next, you do whatever the answer is. You make the choice that gets you closer to the person you want to be and the life you want to have. And you just take a step because that first step will lead to your next step. But so many people get caught up in the decision-making process. They don't know where to go. They don't always even know their options. And they forget that everything is figure-outable. Everything is Googleable. But we have to start with asking ourselves the question. And then we can chart the path. And we can't fear the question, nor can we fear the answer. One of the messages I got this week was from somebody who's feeling deeply affected by the um, cultural political climate we find ourselves in right now. Um, I know that I'm collecting listeners from all over the world right now. I have friends in Australia and Sweden and the United States and the UK listening. And so uh, not everybody knows what I'm talking about. And of course, podcasts live for eternity. So you might be listening to this months ahead of what's right now. But we're, um, we're in August. August of 2017 as I talked to you and um, I'm an American in the United States and uh, last week we had a white supremacy rally in uh, West Virginia um, and um, several people were injured um, three people were killed and our president uh, failed to demonstrate leadership and it's been a national conversation about race and how to show up um, and what leadership looks like in a moment of uh, you know sort of of cultural uh, racial crisis. There's a lot of opinions out there on social media, and the message that I received was when everybody's telling me that if I'm not loud, I'm not angry enough. If I'm not speaking out, I don't care enough. When people are judging the way I show up in this conversation, how do I choose my path? 
And I, I see it myself. I, I think that people have predefined what outrage is supposed to look like, what intolerance is supposed to look like, what advocacy is supposed to look like. And they're coming at the conversation from whatever their own personal, personal worldview is. But in doing that, they're telling everybody how to be and how to move. And I, I know what that pressure is like, and that pressure exists in every area. We could be talking about your workplace and what you need to do to get promoted. We could be talking about how do you show up for your family when your family's in crisis, that everybody has expectations for how we're supposed to move through the world. And when those expectations feel so oppressive and so hard, and that like no matter what we do, the answer's going to be wrong, it's really hard to find our way. But I want to take you back to a critical question. If you tell yourself, I refuse to change who I am or how I move through the world based on how other people treat me. If you use that to inform your decision making, you get to decide who you are and how you move through the world given the political climate, the work climate, the family climate, whatever is sort of pressing down on you now, you can decide for yourself. I want to take this path. Now, the problem with that, and this is the part that I think people are struggling with and nobody's really saying out loud, is that there's always going to be a natural consequence to choosing the path that's best for us. The path that's best for us isn't always going to be what makes other people feel better. Right now in the political climate, which was the root of the question when I had originally been asked, people are feeling comforted if there's a ton of outrage, if there's a ton of anger and backlash and fighting and protesting, um, and there's not a lot of room for the quiet people to have more measured quiet responses because the pressure to be loud, to be rageful is so intense in the social media spectrum. The natural consequence to being still with yourself or tuning into a more introverted response or a more quiet, passive response is you are going to disappoint people. People are going to be let down by your response, no matter what we choose, no matter what environment we're in. When we go against what other people want of us, the natural consequences, we're going to disappoint them. That's simply not a reason to change our path or to change what we do next. Disappointing other people is always going to be a natural consequence of being true to who we are. But honestly, more often than not, I sat in a therapy chair for 10 years offering therapy to people. And I can tell you, the most lost people, the most unsure of themselves are the people who live their life in avoidance of disappointing other people because they never did the things they really wanted. They never said the things they really wanted to say, and they refrained from rocking the boat. That when you're feeling lost... And when you're feeling unsure and you don't know how the heck you got here, you have to be willing to sit in the discomfort that comes with disappointing other people. 
until you're willing to sit in that discomfort, you're constantly going to feel unsure of yourself. It's just a natural consequence of not being true to you. That's just what happens next. However, if you can sit in that discomfort, if you can wait it out and choose you and say the thing you want to say, show up in the way you want to show up, not show up in the ways that you would prefer not to, when you get to the other side of that decision, that's when it's starts to feel good. It's not supposed to feel good in the moment of setting a boundary and disappointing somebody who wants to show up, wants you to show up in a certain way. It's not going to feel good when people, in order to feel better, need you to do X when you would really prefer to do Y. That is simply uncomfortable. It's a normal response, a human response to feel uncomfortable when we are making other people unhappy. However, gut through that moment, choose you, sticking through like the part that's hard for you. When you get to the other side and you have that response that's more consistent with who you are, how you move through the world, that's when you start to find yourself again. And that's how we become full circle. It's not going to happen with the first time you do that. And it's not going to happen the second time. But when you consistently make choices as you're facing decisions that are more in line with the person you want to be and the life you want to have, everything gets better from there. You start to put together each building block of choosing you. And before you know it, when you do that check-in of recent events, you have a series series of events where you put yourself and your story first on the list. And when that happens, you usually typically start to feel found. If you're feeling lost and you're unsure, you've got to start this process. You don't start to find your way until you do. Thanks so much for listening today, and I hope I've given you some things to think about. And please do keep the emails coming. Uh, some of you may not know how to find me on email, so find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Let me know that you're listening. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing and you think I'm on the right track and you think it's time to start putting up some iTunes reviews, I surely would appreciate that, but only if you think I've earned them. I'm still earning my stripes here, and I accept that, and it comes with the territory. But definitely let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of, and let's keep the conversation going next time. Thanks so much. Have a great day.